The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome back to part two of my conversation with the Matt and Eric of 69 Whiskey. This was a blast. I can't wait for a chance to talk to these guys again, and I hope you enjoy listening to the rest of the conversation. The The moment that I knew that you were a ride-or-die friend was we went to a concert together, and it was a disturbed oh, yeah. concert. It oh, was... Yeah. One of the hottest motherfucking days of the entire goddamn year. Awful. Fuck. It was May too. It yeah. was May. So I'm sit. We're sitting in this outdoor venue and dying on the, the lawn, heat. mind you, on the lawn. And it was even worse. I can feel it coming because I've had a I've had like a, a heat injury before where. I get dehydrated, migraine, spitting, all the fun shit. Uh, and we are like midway. We are just about the time when Disturbed is taking the stage. My my heat stroke is really kicking in at this point. So my head is spitting. I can barely talk to Mish. And... He go. He goes. All right. W- w- I, 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 right before like the the encore starts, I'm like, all right, hey, you want to leave, man? It's like, ah, oh, no, let's stay for the encore. I'm like, Mind all you, right. I didn't know how bad he you didn't were. realize. He didn't realize at this point yet. But we're in like Camden, New Jersey. Shithole. Okay. And we start walking out of this venue and i'm watching him like visibly shaken as he now puts two and two together that i'm not 100 percent there and he's just like man i really hope we don't get jumped here i, I can't do <laughs> I nothing man. <laughs> oh, i'm like You're... shut up Mitch. just fucking carry me can I can we'll so be fine. So keep in mind may I take over the story from Go here ahead. because I'm not sure how much you have a recollection of at this I point. I really don't. <laughs> okay, so I will take over from this point forward. We had the the disadvantage of not having venue parking. We somehow got caught in a roadblock in the street that forced us to go into this little fuck off side parking lot that's like two and a half blocks away from the venue. So we're like, fuck it. All right, we'll have to deal with this for now. I did not. At, and at the time, I'm like, okay, we'll remember where we, how we got there. <laughs> Once I realized he was fucked, I realized I'm a dead man. I am a white, I'm a non-confrontational white boy trying to aid a, an ailing friend at this point who was essentially my safety net going into the venue. <laughs> And now my safety net is now completely cut, and I'm like a Cirque du Soleil, uh, what, what do you what, act actor or whatever, and I'm about to land through this cut hole in in the netting. That's what I feel like at this moment in time. So I am just like, 
what do I do? First of all, we need to get you hydrated. So we got you water and we got, and then now my next concern is, can you keep up with me as I'm now frantically trying to figure out where the fuck we are? <laughs> Luckily for the most part, he did. There was a couple of days he was, it was a couple of not days, a couple of times he was trailing a little bit, but I was just like, all right, hold up. Let me hold up and wait for him. Cause I want to stay with the pack. Because odds are a lot of these people are going to end up where we were. And that's my ticket back to where we were. Now, and thank, thankfully, thankfully, that I was right. Now, this guy is fucking dying. And as I'm driving all the way home back to my house where his car is, because he came to me, because he had to go from New York to my house, which is in the center of New Jersey, to go all the way back down to Camden. So I am now concerned for two things. One, you're probably, I'm worried you're going to die at, at some point. Like, oh my God, he's, there's no way he's coming out of this. I have to fucking go to the hospital. Who knows what the hell is going to happen? That's like one of the thoughts that goes through my mind. The next thought is, oh my God, this fucking guy pukes in my car. I am never <laughs> talking to him again. <laughs> really? Really? If Listen. I puked in your car, you would have been that upset. I, well, maybe not that upset. I'm over, I'm being a little dramatic, but I'm just saying like, I can listen. My brother got, had someone puke in his car and it was a whole old ordeal. I'm not dealing with it on my end. Okay. I really don't want to have to deal with that shit. Understood. I, so, I, I, I see how it is. I tell you that you proved to me you were a friend for life and you tell me you were going to cut me off. <laughs> I was going to cut you off. All right. I was going to cut you off, but I was definitely going to make you pay for the damages. Okay. <laughs> but no, seriously, no, like, I, I, I wanted to make sure he was okay. I was, you did, you were sleeping. So I, you didn't know this, but I was like, when we were on the highway, I'm like looking over, making sure you're even fucking breathing. I'm making sure you're fucking breathing, you son of a bitch. So I don't want to ever hear shit from you <laughs> ever again. You could call me anything from, you could say I, on the show I have no personality. You could say I get no bitches. You could say anything you want, but you can never say that I am not a good friend to you. You are. You are. Exactly. Uh, That's what I thought. By the way, breaking news, everybody. I just want a fuck ton of money. <laughs> what? Congratulations. I just want a good chunk of change off some March Madness games, baby. Miami just beat number one Houston. Breaking ah, news. Fuck. Let's <laughs> fucking go. I, uh, I I bet 75 free dollars from when I signed up with oh, FanDuel earlier last week. I bet 75 free dollars, and I just got like a, a like 200 something dollars off this game because they, they were underdogs. Nice. Let's fucking go. Good for you. Uh, well, fuck, my bracket's broke. Okay. <laughs> Listen, my mind broke because West Virginia and Virginia decided to shit the bed in the first two games of the fucking of the of the tournament. So my all my brackets broke early <laughs> on. And now I think I have I actually have no fucking winner picks left. Because I Alabama lost tonight too. Ah fuck. That was my other one. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I had Bama. Uh... Houston, Purdue, Kansas, and UCLA. Yeah. Okay. So we had pretty much the same, same Sweet Sixteen. So jet. <laughs> oh well. well. Hey, Princeton's on now, so I, I have that game on as as we're having this conversation. Yeah. Well, see, I, I haven't. I've actually I was talking. I uh, believe it or not, despite all of this, I've been actually been getting back in the gym recently. And uh, oh, really? Yeah. That's since uh, December. Uh, my buddy from work and I've been like, he's in, you know, great shape and he was kind of, 
Uh, it's my my buddy who got me the interview for the job I have currently. Um, yeah, that that was a whole nother fun thing when he called me up like, "Hey, you want this interview, or you're still laid off?" And I'm like, "Let's see the company where you keep telling me how awesome it is and how great the people are and how much how happy you are with your current employment." No, I don't want an interview. That would be silly. I'm going to stay here on furlough. Like, Fuck yes, get me the interview. He's like, "Well, I can't promise you the job. You got to earn the job, but you know, I can get you the interview." I'm like, "That's all I fucking oh, need." Oh shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh like, shit, I got to earn it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm. I, I promise I won't embarrass you. That's all I'm going to say. And I, I knew th- I I knew I was gonna like it when they're like, all right, here, uh, you know where this this cafe is? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, we're gonna meet there for breakfast on uh, fr- on Friday. I'm like, fuck, all right. At, at least if even if I don't get the job, I get breakfast. Fuck yeah. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I got there, and um, my buddy introduced me to the guy that was that's now my boss, and he's like, okay, yeah, this is this is Nick, and blah blah blah, and I'm like. Hey, how you doing? He's like, oh, I'm I'm good. And he's like, all right, we're gonna order. He said we, you know, kind of talked about my background and stuff. And he's like, all right, we're gonna, I'm gonna order breakfast. You guys hungry? I'm like, well, that, I thought we were having breakfast. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hungry. Let's, let's get breakfast. Fuck yeah, we want to order in the same thing. And I was like, huh, jinx. All right, cool. And because um, this this particular cafe, they do a really really solid um like that's it's kind of like an avocado toast, but they mix a bunch of vegetables into the avocado so it's like it's like a super loaded guacamole basically and uh, they've got a couple fried eggs on the top and oh man it was, oh it's good <laughs> it's on point and it sounds um, delectable yeah so i'm like hey, this is this is a good interview i got a good breakfast i'm like i'm really hitting it off with this guy and it, and then so you know as we're getting ready to leave he's like you know i gotta i gotta be honest with you he says i got i got one more person i gotta talk to in chicago then I got to fly back to Jersey, and uh, he's like, "You'll probably be hearing from me in a few in a few days. I'll let you know what's going on." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And then he's like, "You know, I got I got to say though, I really, I really I don't think this guy in Chicago is going to be the one I want to go with." And I'm like, "Well, you know, you don't have to just say that because you know you, my buddy set the interview up." He's like, oh, "I'm not. I'm just like, no, I, I'm really feeling good here." I'm like, "Awesome, thanks." And then I didn't hear from him for like two weeks, and I was kind of like, "Well, fuck, maybe that didn't maybe that guy in Chicago was the one they wanted to go with," because. Um, I I was just at that at that particular time there was a lot of competition for anything in the culinary field so I was like maybe this chef was a better chef than Aaron is and or maybe he had a better personality or maybe he didn't like somebody that thought he was ordering the same breakfast because that's uh, you know thought I was trying to kiss up just suck at, suck an ass by saying hey I hey, I like that food too when it's like no that's what I was going to order I knew what I was going to order before we sat down because I love this cafe. I knew exactly what I was getting. The fact that he got it was pure coincidence. <laughs> so I was not trying to kiss anybody's ass or anything. I'm just like, no, that's get the avocado toast on rye with two fried eggs. Yeah, that's exactly what I was planning on getting. <laughs> so I was like, maybe he thought I was trying to suck up. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And and then I got a call back from my employer that was in furlough on me. Like, hey, uh, we got we got a position here, an executive spot. We want you to go uh go interview for and so i went to go to that i went to that interview because i'm not going to say no <laughs> and, yeah uh, not and, in this economy yeah and that and that was like it went okay like it was the at that particular account the like the client really liked me because i was working for a contracting company and they were like oh yeah no we definitely you know we were interested in talking and blah 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 and i'm like okay well here's the deal this is an hour and 30 minute each way commute for me <laughs> I'm like, I know what you're, what you, what you're looking to pay, but I'm going to need a little bit more because I'm going to have to basically be on call. If somebody calls off in the morning, I have to be here at 5 a.m. to make sure everything runs smoothly, and that means i got to leave my house at like 
if I'm going to be on that kind of call, it's going to cost you. That's, if you like me that much, it's going to cost you an extra like 15 grand a year to have me on call. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, we'll talk about it. And, da, 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 da. and then I get a phone call like that after I left that negotiation and drove in a snowstorm, like what should have been an hour and a half commute turned into like three and a half hours for me to get from this facility back to my house. And I was grouchy and just like wet and cranky because I got I had to like deal with some the garbage cans were rolling down the damn street. So I had to go chase them in a blizzard and I was all pissed off. And I get in the house, and all of a sudden my phone starts ringing, and I'm like, hello? And I'm like, who, who the fuck do I know in New Jersey? Hello? And and it turned out to be the guy who's now my boss. He's like, hey, Aaron, uh, sorry I didn't get back to you. I got COVID. I, I must have got it on the plane back or something. I've been I've been laid up for, like, the last two weeks. I'm like, oh, well, shit. Hey, hi. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, good to hear from you. He's like, yeah, no, we, we, we want to go ahead and offer you the job, and um, you know, here's the deal. I can send you over the letter with the offer on it and everything. You just sign it and send it back to me. I'm like, okay, I got to tell you something. I did have another interview between the time we talked and now, um, I told you that before too, cause you know, my company, I was furloughed, not unemployed and da, da. he's like, oh yeah, no, I get it. I said, so I just want to call them up and tell them I've got the offer that I'm going to take this offer. If I don't hear back from them by like Monday, I said, but let's just assume that I'm going to say yes, because I, I, I think that's probably going to happen. I said, I'm like, I'm not going to do this back and forth and try and make you make another offer and everything. I said, this offer is fair. I'm just going to basically give them a chance to top it, and I don't think they're going to do it. And so I called I called up the GM at the account. I had literally just left. I'm like, look, dude, here's the deal. Here's my offer that I got from another position that I, I am leaning towards taking. You have until tomorrow night to call me back with an offer topping this offer or I'm going to accept it. And I didn't, and then the guy called me that like three days later, like, uh, did you take the offer? I'm like, I told you in the message I left you (laughs) that if you did not call me by 5 PM next day, by close of business, the next day I was going to accept the offer because I hadn't heard from you. And I'm going to assume you don't want to go forward with trying to top their offer. And he's like, Oh, so you took it. I'm like, fuck yeah, I took it. I duh. And I, I have not had an instance of regret it since. <laughs> it's been fantastic. I love my job. And I forgot where I was going with that whole thing. <laughs> my I apologies. Mean, that, as far as like job interviews go, the majority of mine have been fantastic. It's usually after the job interview that everything goes to shit for me. That's fair. <laughs> like I just had a. I just had a nonprofit that I was working for. Oh God! That don't, don't get you started on that fucking shit show you've been telling me about. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm I'm letting some barrels loose tonight. Oh, uh, please do, because I've been waiting for you to fucking make it, a lot of this shit public for a long time. So these fucking scumbags start off the con the the whole process. They offer they offer us uh, mileage reimbursement for picking up. Uh, fellow employees to get to work. They offer us mileage reimbursement for driving to job sites because our whole thing is we are incentivizing COVID-19 vaccines in impoverished communities. So what they have me fucking doing every goddamn morning is driving from my house in Suffern all the way down to fucking uh penn station 
in uh, Newark, New Jersey, driving back, driving to. I want to say like Mayfield, New Jersey. I forget. It's like a fucking. It's another forty-five minute drive that is like away from the areas that they're going to send me from later because they then have me pick up people at the office and drive back out to fucking Ewing. So that's a lot of hauling ass around. Yeah. So a lot of gas too, especially that's when gas was shit at the time. Oh yeah. Jesus. Now, now how long do you think it took them to reimburse me on that mileage? Well, let's see, nonprofit. I'm guessing three, four months, easy. <laughs> Ouch! Five, five That's... motherfucking months. And uh... you want to know the best part of it? They gave us the federal minimum. Oh Jesus! That's and they were like, "Oh, we're being generous to you. We're gi- the, the 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 feds just raised it two extra cents." So that's what you get. And I'm just like, that's not being generous. <laughs> that's the bare fucking minimum. You're uh. not helping me. You're fucking me and then telling me to say, thank you, sir. May I have another? Oh, good Lord. <sighs> and then the best part, the best part. At the end of the contract, and you're going to love this one. They fired everybody in the in the program. They, they turned around, they fired everybody in the program, and they said, okay, everybody, you now need to reapply and re-interview for all of your positions, or come October 1st, you're all out of a job. And I went, no. <laughs> Good answer. The smartest. Listen, I was the recipient of many a phone calls <laughs> at night when he would call me and tell me about his woes at this job for how long were you working there? You were it's coming up on it's coming up on a year that you got hired at that place, right? You got hired in March or something. Or yeah, May, I was there for the I was there for nine months. Nine months. Ugh. You were there for nine months. So I'd say about once every two or three weeks, I'd get a call from him about what's going on at this job. And it's a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare. Uh, I don't know how you're, I don't know how you go out and do events and not use social media. I don't know how you don't update a website calendar. When you have spreadsheets of dates, times, and locations. Jesus Christ. That's just the, we just want, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's like a whole. No, I I can, I mean, uh, this is an audio only media, but I can see that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's in, it's, it's right here in the tension. (laughs) I was the. They hired me. Because I was a marketing fucking guru. Because I have a fucking master's degree in business communications. 
And then they didn't utilize that. They used you as a taxi service. Yeah. That's what I gathered from this. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. They didn't just utilize me as a taxi service because they, so for the first four months while I was doing the taxi service and making all of these connections, I was also editing the company website to update the calendar. Because that was my job until they stopped me doing it and gave it to somebody else who didn't do it ever. Uh, Editing videos for training and onboarding of new employees, which they never used. Uh, Monitoring the social media that they hired an outside company to manage that never did. And I spent all of that time, A, trying to get my fucking mileage reimbursement, B, trying to get a fucking raise, and C, trying to get control of being the media guy, because that's what I was there doing. Uh, I I, I don't understand when shit like that happens. I mean, you hire somebody to do a job, and then you don't have them. Well, no, they hired me. They hired me to do outreach. Oh, okay. And then they found out that I was really good at all of this other shit. And they were like, all right, do all of this extra shit. And I was like, okay, pay me more. And they went, no. And I went, all right, guess I'm not doing all this extra shit. Seems perfectly logical to me. They got real mad about it. Nah, fuck them. I mean, (laughs) I'm, I'm real happy the feds pulled the fucking plug on it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Don't they not exist anymore? Oh, no, they do somehow. Just not in this area. No, no, they still are running out of the same exact office. They are. They still mm-hmm. have all of the same exact people. They have two new programs that are uh, dedicated to fighting off sexual assault and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, they still have their, we're going to make life better for veterans and make sure that they don't go homeless. Which, by the way, uh, doing so fantastic. Yeah, they're doing a really good job with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're. I got, I got nothing. I was grasping for something witty, and it, no, that's just really not. It, it's a shit situation. I there is no wit. There's no wit. Just pain. That's, just pain. That that's is it. that is my life. Sadness, misery, abuse. It's fun. Well, I mean, I, I I don't judge if that's what that's that what that what works for you. I mean, I mean, there's a reason I'm a sadomasochist. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm I, I'm not going to judge. I, I, it starts rock, to add up. Rock and roll, man. I mean, if you can if if you can cope and work with it, more power to you. Listen, there's a reason why I was able to think of a glove that I that had uh, thumbtacks put through the the palm of it as a sex toy. Not Mr. Happy. Oh my god. <laughs> Here we go. Here he goes again with Mr. Fucking Happy. Oh god. Mr. Happy. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, actually once once I heard the the, the whole machete thing, that, that was after that I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm not... I like I like these guys. <laughs> now, you know what? I feel like we never really got into it. We mentioned it early in the show, but it's just like like, how did you even hear about this? Is it just because we were in the same group as you were? Or... Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot to, I forgot to. 
No, the the way we actually got like connected was uh, recently when Tabby added me to that group on. on okay, Twitter. Tabby added you to group. Yeah, uh, but no, I had actually started listening to you guys a while back, and uh, just because when I first started getting into podcasts, and I'm and I was you know like going Twitter and different places looking for different podcasts, and I was like, oh, sixty nine whiskey. I like whiskey. <laughs> Everybody oh. says- <laughs> yes, yes, yes! It got another one. Uh, Fuck yes! And it, I think it says something about me that I listened to like one episode and went, "All right, I'm in." So I mean, do Listen, with do with that information uh, what you will. I mean, I uh, had a guy, I had a guy on Twitter a couple months ago say something very similar to what you just said. For all I know, it could have been you. I don't know, mm-hmm. but. He he straight up says like I can't I subs- I ch- I followed this show because I thought it talked about whiskey. What the hell is like not, <laughs> not in like a mean way, but yeah. like he said like what the hell is this stuff? Yeah, no, no, that wouldn't have been me because I would have been just like I, I, I followed the show because I thought it was about whiskey and it's not about whiskey. It goes, <laughs> to show, it goes to show just how little people actually read the profiles they follow, as a, as well as the descriptions of the shows and the podcasts that they listen to. So so I will. I will give a little bit of credit to the all of the listeners out there that we have tricked into this show <laughs> uh, somehow. Well, well, no, 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 because to be completely honest, we did do it a little bit tactically at the beginning uh, because with the whole 69 whiskey thing, yes, it's a huge we've done for many, many years. And we've told the story over and over and over again about what a 69 whiskey is. But. When we first started branding the show, we were like, all right, bar aesthetics, because part of the show is like how to talk to somebody at a bar. Yeah, that's part of what we talk about. But we also talk about kinky shit and fucking whips, floggers, neon ones and all that other fun shit. (laughs) But yeah, no, I think that we probably one of these days should probably update the uh, the look and design of the podcast just to be like, hey, we're not like a bar podcast. We are a whore podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like still I said, starts with a W. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like I said, I'm, personally, I'm here for it. I, I, like I said, I, I I enjoy you guys, the dynamic, the talks, the the guests. It's 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 all. I, I mean, occasionally I will because I've listened to podcasts pretty much all day while I'm at work, unless I'm talking to people. Because um, I my at my current job, I do a like R and D chef. Basically, I do a lot of product testing, and I get to spend a lot of my time. If I'm not on the phone with somebody trying to explain to them, like, okay, no, I know you said the recipe is not a good recipe, but I've made this dish 90 times in the last three months because I keep getting phone calls about it. And I have literally tried to figure out how to have the fuck up problems you guys are having with this product. So I have to cook it and deliberately ruin it so I can figure out what you're doing wrong so I can tell you what to stop doing. And trust me, the recipe's fine. You guys are fucking up. That's 
the general long and the short of a lot of my phone calls, you know, I mean, I, obviously I don't get to tell them they're fucking up, but I'm like, okay, here are problems we need to address that may be the issue to get the product handled properly so you guys can blah, 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 blah. And I, you know, I put together PowerPoints and slideshows and instructional videos and I email them. Does all it stuff. sound like maybe you should learn to dice an onion uh, sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> uh, I, I had somebody it's say always to me one the wrong time. Cut. It's always the wrong cut. A, a, a simple, there's a difference between a mince a dice and a rough chop. I would know. I went to culinary vocational school <laughs> when I was in high school. Okay, we yeah. get into that oh, at God, some point I in set time. This off. I'm so happy I set this that's, off. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, it's a fucking you, difference. You're not wrong, but and in most of the instructions, I have and I put it rough chop, minced, diced. I don't I don't go any any deeper than that because I know a lot of these guys are you know I'm working with also rands and people that may not have the best grasp of the language. So. I'm trying to keep it simple, but, um, yeah, I, but so I have a lot of time, like if I'm in the kitchen or whatever, and I, I just after being in the service industry for a long ass time now, uh, I, I've, I, I'm used to always having either music or some kind of background noise on. And when I was on a, well, laid off, I, I got, I got a whole bunch of shows I started listening to. Cause I was like, okay, I'm going to find stuff I like. I'm going to find stuff I want to like you know, get an idea of what I want to do. I'm going to find stuff I'm going to completely rip off and I'm going to find people I'm going to go after because they're fucking annoying because, you know, it was the great pod boom of, of 2019 where all of a sudden every fucking half wit decided they were going to be the next Joe Rogan. And, you know, hey, it sounds like sounds like two goofballs from Jersey. Huh. Nah. AKA us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and that's the thing. I like, I got into it. And so I like, who the fuck am I to talk? Like I, I'm, I am one of those assholes that started a podcast in the, in the great pod boom of 2019, but I didn't get into it thinking I'm going to be rogue. And I got into it going, if I don't scream at somebody, I'm going to lose my fucking mind or I'm going to wind up like buried in, underneath the pool behind the house. Cause I mean, my wife watches a lot of true crime. I think she'd be really good at getting rid of the body. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I would have no doubt in my mind. The, the way she watches it is what gets me. She doesn't watch it like, you know, oh, this is casual and I'm enjoying it. She watches it and is like, that right there is why that bitch went to jail. I'm like, and then like 30, 30 minutes later, the, and the narrator's like, but this turned out to be her downfall. And I'm like, fucking hell. She's never going to get caught. She's going to get all more the than insurance enough, money. <laughs> there's, there's more than enough true cr- crime podcasts for her to pick from, too, which is even wilder to think yeah. about oh I, I can't believe the number of those people i'm like you are a morbid bunch of fucks i mean now granted there's some great ones out there there's some very informational ones out there there i have friends that have true crime podcasts um so do i <laughs> i'm not judging at all i'm just saying it's I, I i don't get it either is the thing it's not my thing i have i have like a couple i listen to because i like the, their approach or i like the different take they do on it but at the end of the day, I'm not. I, there's enough morbid shit in my life. I, I don't. I don't. I don't need to bring in more. So, here's why I love them, because I am a dark, twisted individual who has done some really fucked up things, <laughs> as I've said on multiple, multiple occasions. There are blood on my hands. Can't say how many. Because it's really hard to count with artillery. That's fair. (laughs) So, with that being said, (laughs) I enjoy that kind of stuff all the time. And one of, like, the 
first book series that I got into was a combination of crime novel slash fantasy horror slash erotic novel. And that was that was the book series after Harry Potter for me. So Okay. This is, it's the Anita Blake series, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It God is. Damn it. You keep fucking talking that you listen, I it just up. I, listen, I just finished the newest book in literally three days. Mm, Anita Blake, huh? Yes. Uh, I, I may check that out. A <laughs> little bit of a synopsis. Basically, it's about this uh, woman in... Uh, if I remember correctly, she's in St. Louis. Uh, and... She is a necromancer for a private company that reanimates the loved ones of people who have recently passed on either for therapeutic reasons or as a means of saying goodbye to their loved ones one last time. Uh, but in her free time, she uh, works as a, a supernatural executioner for the PD. Hmm. Because vampires are public, werewolves and their kind, not so much. And there's a lot of, like, political stuff that goes along with that that's really fucking interesting. Kind of sounds interesting. I'm, like I said, I'm going to... Excuse me for a moment here. Another recipe issue? Uh, no, I was writing down Anita Blake so I don't forget. Ah. Um, and then the, the grumbling is cause I think the dog is trying to open the bedroom door. Uh, she's, uh, determined, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. No, that actually sounds really kind of interesting. I, I, like I said, I don't have issues with like true crime type stuff. It's just not my cup of tea, but when it comes to like procedural and, and kind of occultish or, you know, supernatural type stuff, I actually really enjoy books that are like that for some reason. It's just. Um, you know, listening to, and maybe part of it's too, because a lot of the true crime pods cover a lot of the same stuff. And I'm kind of like, you know, that's, that's like a couple of the ones I look at, like one of them only covers crimes that happened pre like 1900. Like I find that stuff really interesting. It's, it's, it's not something I've heard about a, a dozen times and seen a half a dozen shows that my wife watched because, um, I, I will sit on the couch and kind of watch whatever she's watching, but only, only peripherally, because I'm. I'll usually be sitting there with a book in my hand or something while she's watching. But I, I've, I've, I've seen enough recreations of a lot of the current modern true crimes where it's like, I, I don't have to pay that good of attention because I pretty much already know the story. So, how, how many times is someone going to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer, or the, uh, uh, the one, yeah. or yeah. the couple other ones that are popular? Like I forgot their names. Gacy Bundy. Gacy Bundy. The. the What's the Hispanic uh, dude's name? Um, the Night Stalker guy, Richard Ramirez. Ramirez, uh, yeah, that yeah. one. Like, um, how many times are people going to talk about those motherfuckers? Or, or like, come on. Even stuff like you know, like H. H. Holmes, which is one of the older ones. But you know, I, I've oh god, uh, Holmes. And and living where I do in the Midwest, I'm, I I I grew up actually right between Chicago and Milwaukee. So I got Dahmer on one side, I got friggin' Holmes and all the Chicago serial killers on the other side. And I'm like, ah. Uh, just fucking spare me. The I'll, Midwest is a, seems to be a hotbed for serial killers. 
if you spent enough time yes. here, you'd understand why. <laughs> I mean, I with the with the amount of snow you guys get, I can see why. I mean, we're not much better. No, we. Let, so let's no, be, people shoot each other for fun in, in, no, in the hoods. No, 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 no. Let's let's talk about all of the bodies that are currently in the bottom of the Brooklyn River. Oh, that's the Italians. They did all that. <laughs> that that's, that's, that's business. That's the Italians and the Irish. I listen. I the have Italians, no the Irish. Let's also not forget the Jewish mob. Uh, a, wait, there was a Jewish mob. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, shit. I got I got something to look forward to. Now. I gotta look this up. Uh, I love mob shit. See, fuck true crime. Give me mob stuff. I'll fucking listen to it all day. <laughs> See, and that's that's the other stuff that I've been listening to recently, which is the fucking ridiculous mob shit. Uh, I also love how the fucking Sopranos was used to take down the Italian mob in uh, Jersey. That was fucking priceless. Yeah, no, that that's. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, 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 yeah, there's a lot. I, I've got mob, there's mob stuff around here too. Again, Chicago, you know, what can you do? No, yeah. I mean, that's, isn't that, wasn't that Capone's town? Uh, yeah. Chicago. Okay. Little, got it. Scarface yeah, Al and St. Valentine's day massacre. And yep. Yeah. A lot, a lot of bootlegging came through here. And then, uh, actually a lot of, a lot of people don't really talk about it, but there was, there was, uh, I'm, I'm originally from Kenosha, which was in the news a couple of years ago. You might have heard it was it was on fire for a few days. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's my hometown. Um, I mean, it's bet it's better than most of California, where they're just on fire all the time. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. But um, yeah, that that's where I'm from, and like Kenosha, actually, when I was a kid, particularly, it's not the dynamic has changed a little bit, just as the population has been shifting, but. Very very Italian town. Like when I was a kid, they used to joke you were one twelfth Italian just by being born there. So, it, and um, there was a lot of uh, mafia related stuff there because it's right between Chicago, and Milwaukee. It's right on the Lake Michigan. You got a basically an uncontrolled port. You do all kinds of shipping. You go all the way up to Canada without touching the shore. Import a lot of booze and stuff through there. And so yeah, we had we had a lot of stuff that not nearly as well known, but like. There, there's a house to this day. I think it's still referred to as the Al Capone house because Al Capone owned it, and it's it was because it was a hop, skip, and a jump away from the state line. And if he needed to get away from the Illinois police, he just ran up to his other house, <laughs> and uh, you know th- things like that. So yeah, I, I can I can appreciate some good mob stories. Uh, and then uh, I like I've actually got a few that <laughs> are from my family that uh, are a different uh, approach on things. And, uh, you know, I mean, because I'm actually, my side of the family is like, like Scottish, which they had dealings with the mob, but we're not really nearly as well known or talked about. Um, not, not directly with any of my family members, allegedly, but, you know, like Scots were basically a bunch of like hitmen and shit. So it's, uh, I mean, anyone, anyone from that area between Ireland and Scotland was pretty much a hitman in some regard. Yeah. It's like if, if, if they wanted, you know, a made guy taken out, they couldn't have another Italian do it. Let's go get one of those kilt wearing fellas. <laughs> Let's be fair. I think, pe- I think the United States is probably so stupid nowadays that they probably think that Scott's still live in uh, the huts and Braveheart. It's uh, funny. Yeah. 
I was going to say, it's funny. Most of my relatives are all rednecks or farm moguls. Nothing wrong with which, that. <laughs> which is funny because none of my immediate family members has anything to do with farming or agriculture. It's fucking ridiculous. That's fair. So... <laughs> My, when my family first immigrated to this country, uh, they were, at least my father's side of the family was a bunch of farmers and they created this lovely thing. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it called Tuscan fucking dairy, uh, used to basically have all of the milk product, uh, milk and dairy produce for the entire East coast. Yeah. Now is familiar. (laughs) Now is known as Turkey Hill. Yeah, that 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 name might register. (laughs) What? (laughs) You fuck. You guys fucking did that. The other half of the family, the one that has the money. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) because (laughs) because here's where the where the dividing line happens. Uh, My grandfather. Drove trucks for Tuscan Dairy. His brother did all of the legal and accounting. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think was part of the board? The truck driver. <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 where you get the mob guys in there driving the trucks. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like the Irishman. I heard you paint. I heard you paint houses. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good flick. Long as fuck, but very good. Yeah, that that definitely a, a a bit a bit of a watch, as it were. But however, as far as like personal stories and organized crime go, uh oh god, I once had <laughs> I once had a uh, an entire train a, a, an entire like train car full of military equipment go missing oh jesus oh fuck this is worse than when he lost the machete what the (laughs) fuck so we were shipping i want to say a couple of million dollars worth of like uh army gear to california because we were doing a training exercise and we had to Trans send all of our gear before we went there because there was no fucking way we were putting all of that in a commercial airplane. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the civilians being okay with that, nah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we throw all of our shit onto these connexes. Throw all these connexes onto the fucking shipping uh, train, and we send it. We go pick up, we go to the train yard at the, uh, in California and four fucking cars are missing. Jesus. Thank God my gear wasn't on that. (laughs) I went, oh, 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 my shit's here. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Because the best part is five years later, as I am leaving my unit one of my friends is running around the office screaming about 
how fucking stupid the military's uh, gear system is. Because he, and I go, what the, what's the matter? Calm down, fucking chill. He's like, man, I gotta go get this fucking police report. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, remember when the fucking, uh, remember when the fucking cartels stole our shit? And I, and I go, yeah. Well, the fucking, uh, gear people are trying to charge me for all of the gear that, fu- that the fucking cartel stole. Oh, Jesus. Uh, like, yeah, we, we know you lost all your shit, but he- that, that that that'll be two thousand dollars. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm just throwing <laughs> shit out. I no idea how much gear was actually lost. <laughs> oh, I, I I I can imagine. I've 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 dealt with government billing before. You know, I made it out with owing them three thousand dollars, and I returned most of my shit. <laughs> If I did not return any of my gear, I would have owed over $200,000. Jesus Christ. That's insane. They were going to charge him for two full fucking sets. Oh, Jesus. You know, thank you for your service. That'll be a half a million bucks. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. You know, I once made a statement on another podcast that civilians wouldn't be able to take the military. I think I'm wrong. (laughs) You guys are idiots. (laughs) I mean, the way that they treat you is kind of fucked. But just a little. But I do. I, I understand some stuff like the the some of the some of the stupidity that i've heard about in the military of like cartel guys enlisting in the military because we had one of those occurrences in uh my base where one of the cartel guys enlisted in the military he made it through basic training Got his citizenship to the United States. Got through AIT. Made it to his duty station. Checked in. Did everything. Then one night, checked in about five people into post. They hung out and partied most of the day. Then went to the went to their unit building after hours. Stole everybody's fucking gear <laughs> jesus and then peaced out to mexico you gotta give them credit for the long game i guess jeez and they and they never found it no <laughs> oh my god <laughs> maybe Honestly. who the fuck knows ask cid they're still bitching at me for a fucking m4 oh that sucks which hold on Give me one second, because I need to take a puff to fucking tell this story. (laughs) Oh, God. My unit gets chosen to do a training exercise with the top ROTC fucking cadets in the country. 
we get chosen to play the bad guys and run around the forest and be like, ah, la, 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 and fucking try not to be that politically incorrect, but I mean, it's who we were at war with. Uh, <laughs> we are camping out while this is going on because we can't go back into base every day and then ship everything out and do all of this other shit. So essentially we are deployed in the States, but not deployed in the States. And I get in trouble for being messy one day. So I am set on a super stringent schedule of having my shit set up a certain way, having all of my doing things a very, very specific and anal way so that nobody can bitch at me ever. And I kid you not, the platoon that I was staying with, because my job in the military was treated as a redheaded stepchild and passed around like a $2 whore, decided that they were going to leave all of their rifles in a pile next to the fucking door. And I decided to stick with my military training and sleep on top of my rifle. The next day, I'm out in the fucking woods, and I get a fucking call on the radio. Everybody got their M4s? Everybody got their M4s? Yeah? Why? Read me your serial number. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's your that's your M4. Fantastic. You keep a hold of it. What's going on? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You, what did you, where's your M4? Blah, 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 blah. And it, this goes on for like four fucking hours. And nobody's saying shit. Finally, we get back to base. And they, everyone all of the higher-ups are running around screaming. And the military police are out there. And they're like, all right, gentlemen, one of you is a thief. One of you stole an M4. Military fucking property. So, who here wants to fess up? We promise you won't get in trouble right now. If you fess up right now, we will be lenient. And I'm just like, the fuck happened? What dumbass steals an M4? These aren't even fucking good. <laughs> Like, at, I appreciate the fact that the person that stole it stole the one with the fucking ACOG. I will give you that. You stole one good piece of military gear. Congratulations. But you son of a bitch. The fact that I had to march around the motherfucking woods for the next five fucking weeks... Day in, day out, marching, just 
Okay, let's go back and fucking run drills with the fucking Kadidiots. All right, we'll do that for four hours and then go back and just start marching the woods again looking for this fucking M4 that's already gone. And then, then, they had the balls. They had the balls to call me in as a prime suspect. That's ridiculous. They polygraphed me and tried to say I failed. I was like, listen, man, I know that this is an interrogation technique. I used to work in the detention center in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. You don't have any idea what you're talking about at all. <laughs> Oy. That's, although that does track. I, I mean, I got a buddy of mine that used to be a property master. Um, not going to say at what base he was on, but I have no problem believing they lost shit and couldn't find shit and blamed people that had nothing to do with shit. Just because I know him. And I may have a pair of NVG somewhere, but that's not really the point. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, you know, hypothetically, this is all for entertainment purposes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, Don't come after us, government. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm sure my agent has better things to get me for than making jokes about stolen military equipment. You know, like all the other really tasteless jokes I make about like tarring and feathering politicians. Just because, you know, I'm just saying maybe we should try it again. You know, I don't think we gave it a fair shake. Yeah, yeah. I miss having a top secret security clearance. It was a fun time. Uh, I, I can imagine. I, I don't know. I don't think I could actually ever get one. I'm, I, I actually, I am, I'm, I do know I am on a list. So I, I'm I, going to say this and it's going to be real, real unfortunate for me to say. I, it may be because of the fact that like I was real young and I really hadn't done jack shit. But it wasn't real hard to get a fucking TS. Uh, okay, that's fair. No, I just, I, I apparently, I, I have a, a buddy of mine that's in the Secret Service, and apparently my name somehow came up. Uh, this was years and years ago when, when, uh, when he was going through his background check, um, because we, you know, graduated from high school together and all this other shit, and I got called. Like, you know, I, I I don't know how I got brought into this whole thing, but I was, they were like, okay, do you know him? I'm like, yeah, we went to high school together. And I'm like, okay, you're, when's the last time you spoke to someone? So I'm like, I haven't talked to this guy in like 10 fucking years. Why? <laughs> okay, just, that's all. Oh, no, no, that's, that's actual, that's, so that is standard procedure. Well, that, that's not the end of the story. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So. I get a I get a phone call like three weeks later that from this guy that I haven't talked to in like ten fucking years. And he's like, What did you do? And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's like, Well, no, they they asked me a lot of questions about you. And I'm like, I, okay, this might go back to that whole like when I was like eighteen years old, I got quoted in a newspaper as saying that I thought we should probably drag a bunch of politicians out by their teeth. 
and because I was 18 and fucking stupid. And and huge inside joke that we- I was I was actually because I went to go vote. I, I actually ditched class to go vote in my first election when I was 18. I cut class to go vote for president because I didn't. I, and this was in 96. So I think it was uh, Clinton and I didn't want to vote for him. So I, I went and I got interviewed like, here's a young person partaking in the political process. What do you have to say? I'm like, they're all fucking crooks. I'm an anarchist. I only I only want to do this because I believe that we should, uh, you know, be active and proactive and throwing these bums out on their fucking asses. And if you don't partake, you don't have a right to complain. So that's why I mean, and I went off on this whole like 18 year old arrogant ass rant that apparently followed me around for like another 15 fucking years. Yep. <laughs> and. Yep, there you go. Do, do you know this guy that threatened the U.S. government? Uh, and and then I was like, at this point, I was like, you know, uh, what was I? I was like pushing 30, and I'm like, I grew up. I'm, I was young and stupid. And he's like, well, that's what I told him. And I'm like, and then I told him I haven't talked to you in like a decade. And I'm like, oh, that was probably a good answer. So your first reaction after my name comes up in your screening process is to call me. I was like, <laughs> You know what? I I hope they put you on guard detail. I really do. I'm sure you'll make a really good bullet sponge. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. It's it's that's actually wild to think about. But like even then, like I actually was it. I know someone that was a I guess a teacher of mine at a previous job he had. He worked with somebody, and it turns out that guy was part of a fucking terrorist group. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, lovely. Yeah, like. They was like I don't I don't I don't know the all I don't remember all the details, but it was a I went I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, full story, and um, one of my teachers there I guess had another job in his youth, and I know he became really good friends with this guy who worked there, and turns out the guy that he was really good friends with and they were like, but best friends basically he was a fucking terrorist, or a wannabe terrorist, and he went through the whole thing like, do you know so and so? How do you know him? Blah blah blah, and it's just like. Holy shit, dude! Imagine, imagine uh, something like that. Now, I'm not saying you're a terrorist. You're just, you just. I was something. just a mouthy, stupid kid. Exactly, exactly. But, but this guy actually had some. He was part of a fucking group that had plans to do some shit. See, I just get to be on a list now because of shit that I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we just keep an eye on him, bro. What are the nuclear codes? No, no, no. It's <laughs> where, where, it's where do we my... dig? It's it's more of my demolitions expertise that uh that I'm on a list for. Oh, that's fine. How did you get that railgun to work, Eric? <laughs> it was very heavy and it took me lots and lots of pieces over many months. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, that's oh, that's God. lovely. <laughs> um yeah. Although actually it was kind of funny too. In in kind of a an addendum to my buddy who's in the Secret Service, well, buddy's a strong word. My former classmate who's in the Secret, I, I, I'm, this motherfucker's gonna be calling me up like, "What did you say on your podcast? I got fired last week." Like, I didn't say we were friends. It's just you're, you're an acquaintance. But in in an other side of the coin, now it's I don't I don't know. Like, this may not even be related, but another kind of semi funny thing is when my kid brother was in basic. Um, he was in the Navy, and he was going through 
through basic training and boot camp. Ah, uh, how stuff. many husbands has he had? Apologize. <laughs> I, uh, I had to. I had to. I couldn't I, resist. If you, you think it and it's funny, you got to say it. That's all there is to it. I, <laughs> I underst I understand the uh, the inter interforce. Uh, I mean, fuck it. I say the same thing. So it's. I, I'm actually kind of the black sheep because I'm the only one that didn't enlist right out of high school and. It's because I'm a jackass, basically. I took the ASVABs and all. This was also before the whole, uh, you know, getting interviewed and saying a bunch of stupid shit incident. But I took the ASVABs because I was like, yeah, why not? It gets me out of class for a half a day. And I did fairly well because I'm a reasonably intelligent guy and I'm, I test really well for some friggin' reason. I just, I don't know why I have a gift. And so I was getting hit by like every single recruiter was calling me up like within a few days of getting my scores back. And being an 18-year-old jackass, um, again, is, as evinced by being interviewed, my first thought is, let me talk about a bunch of shit that might get me in trouble on a, on a, if anybody ever hears this. Um, my attitude with the recruiters was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll think about enlisting, but before that, you know, I'm like, I want to shoot a Barrett. That's my only re request. I want to shoot a Barrett. And they're like, well, you know, with these scores, you could go to officer training. And I'm like, I, I, I don't care about that. We're not even talking that far down the line. I want to shoot the 50 cal before I will agree to anything. And nobody would get me range time. And so I was like, fuck you guys. Uh. So you fast forward like two years and my kid brother's, you know, going into boot. And like the base commander at Great Lakes is one day calls him into the office. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, since you got out of your, your initial boot phase, uh, you know, you call your mom every week. When's the last time you talked to your dad? And my brother's like, uh, I'll do respect. What? <laughs> like, how do you know? How do you know? I haven't been talking to my dad. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, just, you know, uh, you, you know, maybe you should call your dad. And I'm like, my, my, my dad's at work right now, sir. I don't have his phone number. Oh, don't worry. You can use my phone. Call him. Uh Oh, oh. And now we've, for years, we've had a lot of theories about stuff my dad may or may not have been involved in, like when he was in Vietnam and things like that. Because he, like, he was in the Tonkin Golf and a bunch of other stuff. Because I've seen his patches, but he always told us when we were kids that he worked on a refueling ship, and that's why he was like, and he was the Navy boxer when he was when they do the Army Navy matches and stuff. That's why he taught us how to fight before we could, you know, really walk and stuff like that. So we're like, okay, yeah, sure. It sounds great, Dad. You worked on on refueling ships, and that's why you got 18-inch fucking biceps from pulling those hoses back up when they drop off the ships. Okay, no problem. That 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 tracks. And so we spend our childhood figuring, yeah, Dad Dad was just a Navy boxer, and he worked on a refueling ship during Vietnam. And and, and I got a little older. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking pry whatever. Like, he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to fucking talk about it. But then like i said my brother's going through 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 uh, great lakes boot and you know the base commander calls him in and is like hey yeah here call your dad here's the number you can use my phone don't, just don't tell him you're talking to me though just ask him how he's doing and shit like that you know just catch up with him I'm like okay the fuck what? and and then hey, my brother gets off the phone with my dad you know like, hey dad what you doing yeah, okay i'm just working okay great yeah blah 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 they shoot the shit and uh so how's your brother doing? Is he still doing the chef thing? Blah, 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 blah. And then so my brother that night proceeds to, like, when he's, uh, you know, has his little personal time before it's time to rack out, calls me at, at, at my mom's house because I had uh, just moved back home because I had to run away from a stalker, which was a whole nother story. 
And so I'm at my mom's house. The phone starts ringing. I see, I see the caller ID because, you know, we had the little box caller ID thing. And I look at it. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, great. it's Matt. And I'm like, I answer the phone, like, hang on, I'll go get mom. He's like, no, dude, I got to talk to you. What? And he proceeds to tell me this. Yeah, I got I got pulled out of fire class today to go call dad in the middle of the day. The base commander has dad's work number. I'm like, now, at this point, I'm 22 years old. I have never known my dad's work phone number ever. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of weird. What dad have to say? Dad, he's like, well, dad's, you know, he said he's out single tracking, which my dad worked for the railroad. And so that's just one of the jobs he did where he basically he would take his truck and go like out to a switching station somewhere along the railroad and watch that switch all day to make sure it worked. And that was his job. And he would sit in the bed of his truck with a little hibachi grill and he would grill up a steak for lunch and he would watch the track. And then he would be home by like three 30 in the afternoon. <laughs> Sounds like a fantastic yeah, job. It's, it's not a, I mean, he, he worked for the railroad for like, 30 some years so he he earned that right to be able to do that particular job and that was just that was a, that was what he did during the summer i'd be like hey what are you doing daddy's like oh we're going i'm going single track and i'm single tracking this week i'm like oh okay and i would go and like there would be like two coolers in the bed of his truck and one would be full of bottled water and the other one would be full of like meat <laughs> i'm like yeah you're gonna be working really hard this week i can tell I'm like <laughs> how, how many how many steaks you got in there uh just just a few and you know, like the railroad paid for him and shit. So and he, he would feed all, any of the crews that came by to replace railroad ties and shit. He'd cook for everybody. I'm like, you know, good gig. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> my brother's like, yeah, dude, uh, this is what happened. Base commander told me to call dad. I called dad. I talked to dad. Then they, you know, before I'm like, okay, can I go back to, you know, fire class? Because he was uh, training to fire one of the big, big guns. And um <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah. Hey, how's your brother doing? Is he still working at that restaurant? And I'm like, I met this guy once, like when I was like 12. <laughs> How the hell does he know I'm a chef? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I'm like, dad, did you, what, what are you not telling us? Why does the base commander know you? Why, why, why is, why does he know what I'm doing? I'm not in the service. I'm not in this. I thought you didn't haven't talked to anybody from the Navy in like 10 years. He's like, well, you know, I might've caught up with him a little bit when your brother went in. <laughs> How do you just random? Okay. Maybe you easy. Guys, maybe easy. they served together and he had some names and made some phone calls. Hey, at yeah. least your, at least your grandfather all didn't almost accidentally start world war three. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> May Go I ahead. tell the story? Um, <laughs> so my well, grandfather, just, so, uh, hang on, just real quick, you guys. Um, we got three minutes of recording time left here. Oh, shit. Uh, let's let's throw some outros in here and then we can wrap this conversation up or talk as long as we want, whatever. I just, yep. I don't want to not have something for you guys to like plug your show and everything. So. Got it. Okay. Understood. Eric, so, Mish, do the damn housekeeping. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking out the I Had to Say It podcast featuring your boys. The head advocate of the Big Titty Committee Motorboat and Matt Mish and the Dollar Store Dom Eric Motherfucking Weinstein. Check out 69 Whiskey on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, the whole nine yards. If you have a podcasting app, odds are we're on it. Social media, Twitter at 69 Whiskey Pod, Instagram and TikTok, 69 Whiskey Podcast, Facebook, the letters R U 69 Whiskey, 
and for gaming content and more that we don't use for some reason, just search up 69 Whiskey. And you can also check out our show, which is syndicated on Full Swap Radio. All right. <laughs> yeah, this has actually worked out really funny, too, because we got, like I said, about two and a half minutes left here, and the memory card on the roadcaster just filled up at the exact same time. It's like, bing, bing. Oh, okay, great. But anyway, I'm sorry. So now you were saying? <laughs> well, so my grandfather, <clears throat> uh, he was, I forgot what the fuck he was. I don't know. He was leading a platoon somewhere in Italy and the military, they have scouts and shit that mark areas that you patrol around. Go ahead, Eric. Do you have no, no, no. Say? I'm saying you have two minutes. Make it fast. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, it was just actually going to go on the show. Shit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the, the, apparently some scouts didn't mark some areas that they can't pass because there was these little red dots or whatever the fuck. So he accidentally passes those areas and turns out, he hears a bunch of tanks over yonder. <laughs> my, my grandfather and his squad look over the hill or wherever the fuck they are, and they're fucking Russian T-34s. My grandfather has now actively invaded the country of Yugoslavia. So obviously, oh, he has to hightail it the fuck back out of there. And that is how, right. and that is how World War III almost happened. <laughs> that, 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 there, there, there's one for the kids, I tell you. You know, great grandpa. You know what he did? He he crossed the. He took he took a left when he should have. This is why you always stop and ask for directions, kids. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're in Detroit. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 in Detroit, it, it, you do the Griswolds. Roll them up, lock the doors, keep driving. <laughs> you kids seeing all this struggle? Yeah, roll them up. <laughs> I don't want to start another story. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got one in response to Matt's, but oh, I, can, I don't I, want I, to start another one. I can imagine. Uh well <laughs> I was gonna say, um honestly, I'm I'm willing to go as long as you guys want to sit around and shoot the shit, but at this point it's purely for giggles because yeah, I mean, I'm, if, if we're finished, I actually do have to get going. Cause, I was say, um, that's the other thing. I don't want to keep you guys forever because, yeah. you know. I do have work in the morning, and I also feel bad. I left my dad hanging watching the games downstairs. So uh, uh, I yeah. can tell one more story, and then I got to go because I'm getting a guilt stare from my furry animal. Yeah, my... apparently she wants to go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's oh. probably why mine's on the other side of the door. <laughs> Come on. Well, Mom well, won't you, take me after dark. <laughs> well, while you do that, Aaron, it was a pleasure to speak to you tonight. Well, definitely. And I, look, and I look forward to hopefully doing more shows with you because this oh, was a lot sure. of fun. We need to do this again sometime. But, uh, Eric, I will talk to you when I talk to you. You guys have a lovely evening. Thank you, sir. You as well. Have a good one-ish. All right. So... The my grandfather was in World War II and his he got drafted in as a medic. And if you know anything about their about medic helmets, they have giant white fucking crosses on them yeah. in World War II. So 
day one, he gets boots on the ground and his all of the officers are like, all right, everybody, keep your helmets on. Don't fucking take them off. Uh, this, we're in an active combat zone, blah, 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 blah. And this other medic gets on top of an American tank and starts shouting at the Nazis. Jeez. Oh, He's like, fuck you, Krauts. We're coming over. We're kicking your ass. We're going to win this motherfucking war. And within two seconds of him starting to do that, he takes a bullet right through the middle of the goddamn cross on his fucking helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Grandfather takes off his helmet, puts it in his bag, leaves it there. <laughs> I, I, I can't say I blame him. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's... uh. Yeah, I mean, that's that really is. I I never understood that because I mean that's kind of kind of like we were talking earlier. When it comes to things like that, that's I like watching historical stuff. I like older things. I've probably seen enough World War II documentaries where I've seen the same people die five or six times at least. Yep, you know, because there's only so much footage out there. But I ne- I never got that in the early days where it's like, okay, yeah, you're the medic. Why are we drawing attention to Doc? That's not no. No. <laughs> I mean, here's another good one for you. Chaplin isn't allowed to carry a gun. Yeah, that <laughs> so that could be a whole nother conversation. I never understood that one either. I I, I understand mean, it just because I had a chaplain explain it to me. I mean, and, because they don't want to be put in the position of having to deal with killing people or no. No. I don't it is because their job as a chaplain is to be mental and moral support in religious and non-religious matters. And the thing about that is when you're in that kind of position, you are not supposed to have any form of violence around you or part of your persona so for the chaplain it is an it is them actively choosing to show everybody including the enemy that they are there for peace okay i mean i can i guess i can respect that it's it's helpful when you're running a campaign off of hearts and minds I mean, yeah, I, I I get it. I think uh, maybe maybe it's just my 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 inner cynic where I'm just like I I I mean I oh I'd never more power to do I it. couldn't do it <laughs> never yeah. not in a million fucking years no if they would have once asked me to go to Afghanistan without a fucking gun I would have told them to jump off a fucking bridge uh yeah I that... went over there with artillery. <laughs> yeah it's that, that that i'm uh, yeah i'm i'm much more of a i'd be more comfortable with the really big guns and i'm I pretty mean, good i'm even, pretty good at math i could have I could, I could even have, I that's scary that. even that's fucking terrifying um I because can, I, so i, I, I was the fo- go ahead i was gonna say i believe you i mean 
like I said, I I didn't enlist, but that was more because I'm a dumbass than anything else. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm Depends not going to say that. Allow me to allow me to amend that. It was more because I was being an arrogant twat instead of, you know, anything else. I I, I can't. I'm not the kind of person where I can like bullshit about the motivation behind it. I didn't do it for some higher reason. I didn't do it because I was, you know, being particularly pacifistic or anything like that. It was because I was being an arrogant jackass and it, the structure would not have worked with my personality at the time. I would have been, I probably could have used it in hindsight. Like looking back in my, at my late teens, early twenties, <laughs> I probably could have used a little more structure in my fucking life. I did it for a paycheck. That probably couldn't hurt either. <laughs> I needed I needed steady money. I had a I had a brand new family that I needed to provide for, and I was willing to sacrifice anything for them. And that's why I did it. And I can respect that. That's that's however that's a, the job that I the job that I chose was not a fucking intelligent one. I mean, it was an intelligent one in the sense that I had to yes do a lot of math, yeah. but. Uh, being a forward observer for the field artillery is yeah. terrifying. So that's, I mean, literally right on the front lines at that point, right? Yes. And you are all, so as far as in country, it was very, very difficult to get anything fucking done with artillery. Uh, there were a lot of things that we did do. Not things that I am talk going to talk about, but there are Perfectly lots fine. of things that we did do. Uh, but there are also there was also a lot of stuff that we weren't allowed to do when we were in country, and a lot of things we had to let slide because of the fact that we were in country the way that we were in country. Uh it was less of a war and more of a policing. Yeah. I, I, and artillery doesn't lend itself real well to policing. No, no. But it does make roadside bombers reconsider their actions. Uh... <laughs> and I, I, I am actually 110%. As, as someone who has a friend who got blowed the fuck up, I am 110% okay with that. That is, uh, I, 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 I have, I am very at peace with that concept. <laughs> I, but, I, have, I have a friend that is, uh, bionic at this point because, you know, he, he like, he likes to joke. I didn't leave my heart in country, but I left some other things. <laughs> I'm like, the fact that you can laugh about it at this point, I'm good on you. I, I mean, I guess he's getting the right help or whatever, you know? I mean, I mean Yeah. I I know I'm personally at 90 and I know that there are people that are a lot worse off than I am. Yeah, I I I I bet <laughs> I, I I can't even say like yeah, I I, I totally understand. No, I'm I'm not going to be like, that guy like I I'm sympathetic. No, I I I respect it, but I'm not going to pretend like I understand what you guys have to deal with, you know. Yeah. And what I did over there and the stuff that I accomplished wasn't even all that crazy. Like, I have a friend who is a real-life fucking Superman. And I am very, very proud to say that he trained me to be the soldier that I was. 
Uh, but this dude, after, he was uh, driving a striker in Afghanistan, which for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's basically a giant metal box on six wheels. Uh, but he ran over a, I want to say, 300-pound IED. That's that's uh pretty significant. <laughs> yep. Uh he was in this truck. He was the driver and what was rolling along fucking the bomb blows up underneath the truck. Uh Gunner loses both of his legs. Fucking Chaplin gets a concu- uh gets a concussion uh LT breaks his tailbone Chaplin's assistant breaks his arm my buddy Lee who is the driver before I say what his injury was I want to just tell you what this inside joke between me and this fucking corn-fed fucking mammoth of a man was. Lee not only was the fucking size of a skyscraper, but his major characteristics of his face was he had these fucked-up snaggletooths from fucking dipping for fucking years. And I always used to give him shit that he was in-fucking destructible besides himself, and he was the only thing that could hurt himself. Now, after listing all of those injuries that I gave you for everybody else on that truck, what do you think happened to Lee? Uh, well, he knock his teeth out or something? I, I'm, I'm just, I'm he saying that based on the... lip. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, he bit his lip and after getting blown the fuck up and only biting his lip out of it fucking jumps out of the striker which is now on fire goes to the back door rips it off of its combat lock jeez and then pulls everybody out of the vehicle Wow, that's uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure part of that's adrenaline because you know, ripping the whole door off thing, but geez, fucking just <laughs> that's that's nuts. Any bit is any bit is lip that <laughs> fucks, <laughs> geez, that's that. I mean, that's impressive. I, I, that's... and I want you to understand, like, literally, the month before, like. We are in Kyrgyzstan getting ready to go into fucking Afghanistan. And I go, Lee, I'm not even worried about you. The worst thing that's going to happen to you is you're going to bite your lip while we're over there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, <laughs> called it. <laughs> we give him shit about it all the time, too, now. I was say that, that, yeah, that, and you're still busting his chops about that, right? That's... Oh, oh, absolutely. That's, Every fucking day. The only thing that can kill Lee is Lee. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 kind of awesome. I mean, 
big old corn-fed farm boy than they grew up in a house made of tires built into the side of a mountain because his dad was afraid of fucking nuclear fallout uh one of those guys (laughs) (laughs) i I know a couple of them too actually (laughs) but all right. I mean, hell, I, I got a family member that's in, in, in these swamps of Louisiana for exactly the same reason. He's like, <laughs> I'm safe because there's nothing around here worth fucking blowing up. And I'm like, yeah, but do you really uh, want to? Re- I mean, is that really life worth living now? I mean, and I got, you know, Cajun side of the family. I'm like, man, you, you fucking swamp people. But you're taking it to the extreme. Everybody else at least has electricity and fucking flush toilets. <laughs> but oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I gotta take this dog for a walk. Yeah. Now oh, yeah. she is looking at me like I have taken away her favorite stuffed animal. Yes, you have yeah, the betrayal. The betrayal yep. is real. Yeah. Come on, Dad, take me out. All right. Well, thank All you right. for coming on, man. This was this was a blast. I had a great time talking to you guys and Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.